Welcome to Signposts. I'm Daniel Patterson. While Dr. Moore's out for a few more weeks recovering from surgery, we still have some content for you. What does Dr. Moore mean when he says Christians must keep Christianity strange? Listen in as we hear a clip from him talking at a recent event about this very topic. One of the most dangerous things that we could do, I think, as the church is to try to normalize Christianity and to try to normalize the gospel. And there are a couple of ways that we can do that. One of those things is to simply adjust ourselves to whatever is happening in the ambient culture around us. Uh, Right now, many of those arguments have to do with the Christian sexual ethic. And there are many people who would say to us, if only we would abandon a Christian sexual ethic that we have received from Jesus and the apostles and 2,000 years of Christian tradition, then we would be able to reach the people who are hostile to Christianity. Well, the problem with that is, first of all, we're not making this stuff up as though they were our constitution and bylaws that we have the authority to revise at will. Secondly, that doesn't even work. This was tried before. In the 1920s, There were those who said Christianity will only be successful if Christianity throws overboard those things that are seen to be scandalous by contemporary culture, virgin births and empty tombs and miracles that contemporary people cannot receive and cannot accept. What that project failed to realize is that those things have always been a scandal and a stumbling block to everyone all the way back. When Mary tells Joseph she's pregnant, his response is not, well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. His response is to seek to put her away quietly because he understands how human biology works. Christianity is speaking a strange and scandalous word into whatever culture that it comes into. But it's not only those who would want to turn us into a liberal Episcopalian's idea of what an evangelical ought to be in order to normalize Christianity. It's also those who might be very different theologically and politically from that spectrum, but who want nonetheless to keep Christianity as a kind of discount store prosperity gospel in which we're able to say, Jesus is the means by which you achieve all of the things that you want to achieve as a normal American and heaven too at the end of it. I don't watch horror movies very often, but I understand why people do. They, they like the adrenal sort of uh, jolt that comes with watching horror movies. I get the same effect watching prosperity gospel preachers on TV. And several years ago, I saw one of these prosperity gospel preachers literally on a golden throne talking about the gospel, and she said, you know, even if the gospel weren't true, I would still want to be a Christian because this is the best way to live. That's easy to say from a golden throne on television. That is not easy to say in first century Ephesus when identifying yourself with a crucified and resurrected Messiah means that you are going to lose your standing in the marketplace. That is not easy to say in an unregistered house church in China right now. That is not easy to say in Sudan. And in fact, 
That is never what Christianity has proposed itself to be. Christianity instead, from the very beginning, comes with a scandal and Christianity comes with a cross. That's one of the reasons why when Jesus is preaching and there is immediate response to what he is saying, he almost always turns around and clarifies to say, I don't think you get it. When you're saying here in this hometown synagogue in Nazareth that what I'm saying is delightful to you, I'm going to clarify that further by showing you what this has to do with your response to the Gentiles, to the nations around you. When, when you're gathered around and you love the message of the kingdom of God, I'm going to clarify by saying to people who have been taught ever since they were children not to touch dead bodies, and not to consume blood. Unless you eat my skin and drink my blood, you have no life in you. So much so that even his own disciples turned around and said, you're starting to freak us out. And in the book of Acts, whenever the gospel is being preached, the response is not, this sounds like a good way to carry traditional Roman values into the future. The response is, this sounds insane to us. This sounds crazy to us. Of course it does. If we see ourselves as a minority in any culture, that doesn't mean necessarily that we see ourselves as fewer in number. It doesn't mean necessarily that we see ourselves as victims. As a matter of fact, it means we should not see ourselves as victims. It means that we understand that we are living in a time that is not yet the kingdom of God. And so we speak prophetically, and we speak as ambassadors, and we speak a word that is going to be seen as strange. We hold to an understanding of the gospel we hold to an understanding of Christian orthodoxy. We hold to an understanding of human dignity. We hold to an understanding of the image of God. We work for justice. We work for mercy. We work for compassion. We work for human flourishing. And as we do all of those things, we communicate and articulate the gospel itself, which means that sometimes as a culture starts to move away from a Christian memory. That means we have to articulate better as we seek to persuade the people around us of those things that are in the interest of the common good, what we mean by those things, where there is that point of connection there. But we don't do that by taking away from Christianity the very thing that the Apostle Paul says is the power of God unto salvation. We speak with conviction and we speak with kindness because we recognize that what transforms people ultimately isn't a set of ideas. What transforms people ultimately is the hearing of a Galilean voice. So we say what Jesus has given us to say, and we don't say anything less, but we say it the way Jesus says it. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest.
Thank you for listening to Signpost. Hope you'll join us again next week as we'll hear from Dr. Moore talking about freeing ourselves from fear. Fear.